Kill me. Kill me now. I'm begging you. I'm gonna kill myself! I'm going to kill myself, and it's your fault! This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Shoot Me in My Face right now podcast, podcast, podcast. Holy fuck. All right. Uh, lots to break down, lots of angles to cover. I will say this to open this up. Open this up. I didn't see this coming because, hey, we were on here saying, hey, it's all good. Fucking motherfucker's going to resign. Um, but he played me, he played you, he played the fans, he played Bradtree Living. I don't understand why. Obviously, he had his mind made up before an hour before fucking free agency hit starts. So why did it go on this long? Like, well, and maybe I don't know. I didn't listen to Brad because honest to God, yeah, you didn't miss one. You didn't miss a thing. Well, of course I didn't, but like. When they're like, oh, yeah, fucking motherfuckers coming on for a press conference. I'm like, that's the last fucking voice I want to hear right now. That's the last fucking voice in the universe I want consoling me through this fucking pain. I just knew that it was just going to irritate me to all end. I'd want to smash things, break things. Smash my head against the wall again. You'll be glad to know it's not his fault, okay? He oh, let every, me guess. He did everything he could. He did everything he could. Just like uh, Mark Giordano. Can you can you believe in back-to-back seasons, Bradtree Living has let Mark Giordano and now Johnny Cudro walk for zilch. Zero recouping of assets of your best defenseman since... Al McKinnis? I don't fucking know. The two your, franchise players? And your best... Forward since Jerome Ginla. Oh, let's let him walk for absolutely fucking nothing. Didn't see it coming. Did everything I could. It'd be one thing. And look, I mean, we're basing this on Frank Cervelli's tweet that, uh, well, I guess I should pull it up. It's basically saying that Johnny let the flames know he's not going to return to Calgary. So what that means then is that he's going to take less to play wherever the fuck he ends up. And it sounds like it's going to be close to home. Like I said, there's plenty of angles here. We're going to get to how Air Francis was right after all. Fuck me. Not for the... Hey, but at least it wasn't he was, for the right... He was right on accident. At least it wasn't for the right reason. He was not an insider. He just hates Johnny Gaudreau. But at the end of the day, he was right. We were wrong. That's what I'll never forgive Johnny for. For making me look like a fool and making Eric friends. After all this time, it's like freaking Snape sitting there in Harry Potter after all this time. Francis is just like always that goofy fucking look on his face. That's what I'll never forgive Johnny Gaudreau for ever. I will never forgive him for that. You know what? I am in the exact same boat. Right before we jumped on here, I'm like, you know what hurts more than anything? is that the Goudreau family played along with it for so fucking long that Eric Francis was the bad guy for saying that Johnny is going to go back home. He's not going to resign with the Flames. And that is exactly what fucking happened. At the end of the day, is the Calgary Flames are going to be the team that offered him the most money. 
Are they not? I would believe so, unless New Jersey goes balls to the wall, or unless they really were low-balling them, but it didn't sound like they were low-balling them. But if what you're saying is the case, he wouldn't have told the Flames he's not coming back. He would have said, I'm going to test free agency. You got a chance to swoon me then. Swoon me then. Um, where is this fucking thing? Well, the gut punch was, so Friedman tweets out at around, like, what, six, that Johnny Drew will be testing unrestricted free agency. So at that point, I'm like, fuck. But I'm still thinking, okay, he's going to see what's out there. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is still maybe going to work out. Because, like, what if he goes and New Jersey only offers him 10 mil? Or Philly can't offer him very much, even though they cleared some room today. Or Pittsburgh or New York. They, what if he goes to the market and it's just to ensure the Flames pay him 11 to 11 and a half million dollars and he comes back? But then the fucking gut punch, Frank Cervelli, where he tweeted. Here it is right here. Johnny Gaudreau informed the Flames he will not be returning to Calgary. Yeah. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, couldn't have told yeah. us that two weeks ago? Could have told two us two months ago. Could have told, told us two days ago. Couldn't fucking, have told us before the draft, where apparently the, they were offering up the second overall pick for Matthew Kachuk. You know, that would have been nice. Jersey just won fucking Matthew uh, and, and Johnny John. Combo. Eh? I'm surprised they didn't get them playing. Brad, I like see. This is what pisses me off the most. And you know what? This is what we're gonna cover a lot. So I'm gonna try not to go down too many tangents that pop into my brain here. But, like, okay, we're another situation where the Flames are just a freaking pawn, right? Oh, so the Flames are just used to set a UFA marker for Johnny Gaudreau. Oh, great. Another situation where we're just, like, a freaking pawn. Brad's sitting there like a pawn in some other team's playbook. <sighs> and that's the thing. Here, Frank Cervelli continues emotional conversation for both sides. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was. As the flames rolled out the red carpet to keep them. What red carpet is like dingy and freaking wrinkled like their freaking media backdrops all the time. A massive offer was presented as we reported, but this wasn't about money. So I'm curious if Bradtree Living and Co. What if it wasn't about the money? What was this massive offer? That uh, they they thought that how did this go down to the wire for so long? Exactly. If it, if it wasn't about the money at the last minute, was it ever about the fucking money? No. So how long did Johnny fucking know? Do you think that this was just a, a fucking ploy by Johnny and his agent, to like to like you said, set the free agency market? Well, it has to be something like that because, like, honestly, for as much as people think Johnny's sitting there humming and hawing, I really doubt it. You know, like, I really doubt this came down to, oh, at the last minute, Johnny was like, okay, you know, we're not doing, we're not going to Calgary. Well, here's the thing. Like, when did he, he like, he decided that tonight? Well, follow the I logic. Don't th- I don't think so. Follow the, the sequence of events. He decides he's not coming to Calgary before free agency starts. How would he have made a decision elsewhere? Right? It's like, what? There not there a rule these teams are not allowed to negotiate with? Oh, Jackie they Cook? negotiate. 
So yes, all, obviously all, they yeah. do because he's he's already made up his fucking mind exactly. before free agency hits. So there's obviously two issues with that. One is it's apparently not fucking allowed. And if you're the Calgary Flames and you find and you can prove that wherever he goes to, there was negotiating happening before free agency hits, she hits, you should get their fucking draft pick. The Flames got absolutely fucking bent over the coals on this one. What is it? Bent over the railing, raked over the coals. I don't know. Like either or. So and then on the other end, on the other side of things, it's like motherfucker knew. How long ago did he know? Do you think he was just like, well, we'll see if they offer me what? If it wasn't about the money, then the decision was already made. Well, and that's what's frustrating on both sides of this. Because you have two, you have everybody's half the fan base defending Brad, half the fan base mad at Brad. It's both, right? Like you can't be not pissed at Johnny, right? Like, how can you be? It's a dick move if that's what he did, really. Just Fuck like, him. yeah, no, I'm I'm out. Like that is. Because, like, dude, like, even at the draft, like, and I guess Brad was overconfident, as I was. I was sure this was getting done. Right? Like, Brad, at the draft, people are asking about it. He's like, yeah, we're working on it. We want him here. Player wants to be here. We're, get, we're working on it. We're trying to get it done. I'm like, oh, he does not seem stressed at all. Okay, sweet. It didn't come down to money. Is that, I guess, maybe we don't know. Maybe, and like, Frank, maybe yeah. Frank's full of shit here? Possibly. I mean, we already knew he was full of shit. We called him full of shit in the last episode. Well, so maybe, the thing maybe... is with these insiders, like, I they get fed information from both sides, right? So, honestly, when I started to worry today, because honestly, I've been 100%, 99.9% confident through this whole thing. When I started to worry today was Frank was tweeting earlier in the day today about uh, Goudreau, and there was a tweet he put out that was like, the Flames have offered him this massive deal that will make him the highest paid player in Flames history, obviously, and one of the highest paid players in the league. And at that point, I was like, fuck, this looks like this looks like a management group because what, what, this is what Elliot says. This is what I learned from Elliot. Anytime an insider is giving information, generally it's leaked from one side or the other who wants information to be known. So who would want it to be known that the Flames have done everything possible financially to sign Johnny Goudreau. It's the Flames management. So that's when I started to get a little alarmed. I was like, this seems like some damage control shit. That's like, we did everything we could. We offered the huge, we offered everything we possibly could. At that point, I was like, uh-oh, this might be trouble. So, but the fact that, well, let's, again, you got to follow the sequence of events because it was Elliot Friedman first, like you said tweets hearing Johnny Gaudreau will be testing free agency. I got no problems to that point other than fuck my life. Yeah. Right. The issue is Frank Cervelli's tweet followed by the fucking media conference. Yeah. Because in Frank Cervelli's tweet, Johnny Gaudreau informs the flames. He will not be returning to Calgary. How could you possibly make your decision before testing free agency. You don't know what another team is going to offer you. You're not supposed to know. And if you knew fucking, if you already know, then why didn't you fucking tell them before? How did this come down? Like, it doesn't. <sighs> so the fact of the matter is, Johnny, do you think he made up his mind today? I don't no. think so. 
And I'll tell you because no amount of money changed his mind. No, it wasn't like, oh, sweet. Now I'm getting offered not 9.5. I'm getting offered 10.75 or 11 because the the money only went up as this negotiation went. Exactly. That's what that's how you can denote you. That's how we can tell motherfucker already knew. So, but when did he decide? Well, okay, let's say there is, because I'll tell you another time when I got nervous today. So I was on Calgary Puck all day today and somebody had posted a tweet. And again, I, I didn't read into insider stuff because a lot of the insiders don't really know what's going on. And like I said, they are just kind of like pawns for negotiation and stuff. They're not going to report on specifics unless they have absolute solid info. But somebody had posted a tweet from a guy in New Jersey who had information on the Dougie Hamilton deal last year and was saying, yeah, Johnny was giving very specific terms and dollars saying, yeah, Johnny's going to has been offered and has already accepted a deal in New Jersey. So we'll see if that comes true. But when you see stuff like that's a specific coming from somebody who's already called something who obviously has an inside source in (laughs) an organization, this tampering stuff does happen. Obviously, at some point, like, are you are you telling me that Johnny and his agent or whatever had like negotiated something with New Jersey in the last what four hours of this? No way. That would have been in place. They would have had a sense of what a team like New Jersey would be offering them before today, I would imagine, right? Well, even if it wasn't the last four hours, that's not allowed either, is it? Free agency hasn't even begun it's yet. It's not allowed, but it's like you know in the NBA where it's like not allowed and it's like freaking you've got Kawhi Leonard flying to recruit Paul George and shit. I'm this stuff goes on. So regardless if, if if it's allowed or not, obviously like you're saying, they had a sense or they have a sense or they know that a team close to his home will give him a contract. So did that happen today? Did it happen five hours before? I doubt it. And Given that, he should have let the team know before the last five fucking hours. You see, the, I think ridiculous. The, I think the biggest issue with all this for me is that he says he's not coming back to Calgary before hitting free agency. Right? Yeah. Because it's like, well, then where are you going? How do you already know? Well, how do these guys sign? These deals, right? Like, oh, it's weird how they have all this contract shit work, like, right? For agency days, who signs first? Everybody signs. Everybody big is gone in the first 10 minutes. So do you, does do that... you think they're getting their first call? Like, do you think freaking these guys don't know where they're going beforehand? I don't think so. Well, yeah. Like you said, does that mean that that's the pawn that Calgary was? Yeah. The, the agent has been actually negotiating? With New Jersey, let's say it's New Jersey. That's what it feels like. All fucking week right? long, all hey, day. Hey, New long. Jersey, Calgary's offering us this. Beat it, or here's what we need from you, right? Why setting else a, would- setting a market with different teams and gauging interest, right? Like you saw stuff today about how much the Islanders were going to be willing to offer Gaudreau. Obviously, you've seen the New Jersey stuff. Philly's been making Philly. I don't know how much to read into this, but Philly bought out Lindblom today. Obviously. Gaudreau and his agent know where know exactly where they're going tomorrow, right? Then that's my point. Is like 
he didn't actually test free agency. Yeah. It's already, and this is already, it's already done. It's already done. That's my biggest issue That's, with it. It's fucking ridiculous. And maybe, maybe Johnny didn't, maybe Johnny did just make a laugh. Maybe Johnny did just decide when yeah. Frank Billy tweets at 5 18 PM. Yeah. Six, uh, six, six twenty, Alberta time. Oh, he's not coming back. What do you mean he's not coming back? Free agency haven't started yet. How the fuck would he know what he's doing? So maybe that's exactly when Johnny did make up his mind. But either way, there's a problem here. Either way, there was a process to get him to that point that was not within the last five hours. No, exactly. And so that's not allowed in the league. Didn't fucking, uh, was it Arizona lost a draft pick? Who lost? Didn't somebody just get nailed with this? Tampering? Tampering? Well, Arizona got nailed for like doing some illegal drafting scouting shit but i don't think people get in trouble for tampering very often it's a pretty pretty loose rule if i well what is the penalty is there one fine i don't i don't know like how would you prove that well other than than this random guy's tweet other than the fact that they just had a press conference so brad knows he's not coming back (laughs) brad how come you're having a press conference before free agency do you know something? Yeah, he told me he's not coming back. How would he know? No other teams are supposed to have negotiated with him yet. Oh, he's just going to see what out, see what's out there. He so wants to leave again, Calgary that bad. Once again, the league and his GMs make Brad true living his bitch. I like I, my biggest problem is that this was not done properly. The league needs to fucking look into this, in my opinion. Like, but of course they won't. Like, who's going to fucking say anything? If I'm Brad, I'd make a fucking, I'd what make a complaint. Yeah, right. Is that what you do? Can yeah, I right. file a complaint? He'll with, do the uh... opposite. <laughs> He'll do the fucking opposite. I like how we get burned in the playoffs by an illegal goal, and now we're getting fucking tampered with. To lose our best players, but like, the... yeah, they had a rule a while ago where there was the period where UFAs could talk to other teams, and it would be tampering free. But I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist anymore. Um. But teams obviously still do it, right? Obviously. Well, it's pretty damn obvious. If he decides he's not coming back to your team, even though you offered him more money than probably anybody else will before he hits free agency. Like I was saying last week, it's like not every team is going to be on this. Like, does Johnny just go in there and be like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll sign with Edmonton. I just don't want to be in. I just don't want to be in Calgary. That's all I know. I'm just really hoping that one of these four teams near my home will be able to sign me because I don't know where I'm going to go. It's so uncertain. It's like, yeah, fucking right. So at what fucking time tomorrow is it fucking announced? Because it's already a done deal. Yeah, it's 10 a.m. Well, it's weird. It's 1030. He's now officially a unrestricted free agent. Um, but oh, oh hearing, yeah. hearing this, this, this escalated quickly. It only took fucking 28 minutes to write up a contract. Wow. Wow. We just, we have, it's so fast. We have such a great staff here. We already worked out all the details. You know how Calgary was like hammering it out for weeks. It's like, we just got it. Bing. Ah, all that proposal. Yeah. Beautiful. It just took one shot. That was it. Yeah. We, we didn't time. know. We just had a template. We just threw it over. It all looked good. Bingo. Done. It's like, yeah, my fucking asshole. You're left nutty. Eh? Yeah. All right, where do you want to go next? I don't um, know. Why would Conroy say it was a done deal? Well, see, that's what pisses me off more than anything, too, is like 
okay, there's the play, there's the aspect of this that pisses you off from Johnny's perspective, right? Like that's a shit move. But then there's the aspect where it's like, it's like, were the flames too confident in this? Like that's where I was getting most of my confidence. This was getting done. It was from the team. Like, is it Conroy two, three months ago? He's on Elliot Freeman show. Done deal. It's a done deal. Brad Shillings, we're going to move heaven and earth. Get these guys signed. We're going to do whatever it takes. He's at the draft, right? Two, three days ago, he's like totally confident it's getting done. He says, the player wants to be here. We want him here. Everybody's heart is in the right place. The Goudreau family ripping on Eric Francis every time he mentions him wanting to move back fucking home. It's just like everything you heard from this organization was this was going to get done. And we, we laid it out last week. It was like, here are the facts. An extension almost got signed last offseason. Right? That almost happened. We've heard countless times from the player how he wants to be here. We've heard a bajillion times from the team how they will do anything it takes to keep him here. And now he's not here. What the fuck? Oh, man. So. And I mean, that's the peril. That's the risk you run. And that's what's funny is Brad has been talking about it. Well, these are hard and these negotiations have consequences. It's like, yeah, they do. You just lost the guy for nothing. Again, the remnants on this team since Brad Shilvey took over, I think this is a good way to kind of like sum up what we are left with right now. Since the 2014 season when Tree Living took over, Michael Backlund and Sean Monahan are the only two players who remain. The ghost of Sean Monahan, you mean? The half dead Sean Monahan. Uh, Robert from Ring of Fire had a good tweet. You read it last week, and I kind of we laughed it off because like, oh, it's but Johnny's not leaving. <laughs> it was like. Tree Living, this Flames team could be looking at getting literally nothing back from Mark Giordano, TJ Brody, Johnny Gaudreau, and Sean Monaghan. Sure looks that way. He's going to be paying somebody to take Sean Monaghan. You're going to be you're going to be a negative draft pick for Gaudreau. Well, what Gio, about Monty Brody? What about Hamannick? Remember when we were like, this motherfucker needs to go. We held on to him for no, like we didn't even make the playoffs, right? Am I am I remembering this correctly? We're like, this guy is absolute garbage. He didn't want to play in the bubble. I There's no way we're going to resign. I'm like, oh, it's not even the big fish, man. It's all the little fish you let go too. It's like once again, Brad Tree Living does not get it done. I guess he got it done oh, on the yeah. Foley. He got it done on the Toffoli deal, but now how stupid does that look? It's just like how many where, is, where are we? I mean, you had a great fucking thing in your stories. It's like once again, what's where's your fucking vision? You start you basically Brad Chewing starts to go all in this season and then loses his best player since Tromaginla. This would be like if the Avalanche lost McKinnon last year. It's like everything's finally starting to come together. We finally have a good head coach. This team's finally starting to figure it out. And then the foundation is just completely, you just lost your two best players in the last two years. Like, what is with it? What is with this guy and not making shit happen? He just, this is what I keep saying. He lets shit happen. He doesn't make shit happen. Right? 100%. Like, is there was a great call on 960. I was listening to it after Dummy's press conference. And the guy was just talking and he was like, it was, it was awesome. He was just like, Saying a lot of the things we we were saying before this season happened, you know, and Brad kind of got shielded from criticism because the team was so good. But once again, here we go, fucking Wizard of Oz shit. 
But he's like, what's your job as a GM is to protect assets and protect the team above all. Does not do that. Has not done that. Like his job is to manage his assets and make the team better and make hard, hard decisions. He's done the opposite. He's done the exact opposite. He's just let things go. Right. It's like, even with like Kachuk right now, it's like, what do you think is going to happen with Kachuk? Because what should happen is you either trade him, which is fucking difficult. Nobody wants to see that. But if you either trade him or you commit to him and you give it like even stuff like not giving somebody the C, it's like make a fucking decision, bro. Do something, you know, make a have a plan, make a vision. Don't just like pussyfoot around here. Like you look at how he let Gio go, right? That kind of felt like a one off. But now when we're like pulling back, it's like, well, you know what? That's another repeated behavior. He can't let go of Monaghan, right? Two years ago when it's like Sean Monaghan is a big part of this team. We need a shake up. Doesn't trade him. Now nah, I'm going to, yeah, I'll hang on to him. Now he's useless and worthless. Geo. Okay. You're, you're, you're literally the worst team in the Canadian division. The worst. Yeah. We're going to hang on to geo and then lose him for nothing. Instead of figuring a way to either keep him or trade him for something. Dude. Or, at what point? All right. Like in, let's go back to geo because we talked about this a lot that season. You're in the bubble. You're not making the playoffs. You're fucking losing to Ottawa every second night. So if you're not making the playoffs, how do you not know who you're protecting yet? That should be your sole focus. He should have known. out as many bodies as I can so I can protect somebody of value. Brad Tree Living, how long, how far back before the expansion draft would he have known he was exposing Geo? How, day, like, the day of, probably. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, how, like, if you're Brad, you're living, you knew well, you knew so long ago that you weren't going to protect him. That was just a last minute decision. Like, you, you knew your roster, you knew our, all your expiring contracts, you knew your team was fucking ass, you weren't going to make the playoffs. Why wouldn't you have traded him at the deadline? Why? Because well, you knew you were going to expose him at that point. At that point, when you hung on to him at the deadline, you knew you were going to expose him. How would he have not known? He had to have known. Yeah. Like, you, it was, what, three months away? It's like your roster. Oh, yeah. You didn't add and remove anybody since then. You Like, you knew. And you hung on to him. This is a bit different, but not a whole lot. It's not even that different, dude. Dude, this is your fucking job. Look it up. Job was to be prepared for this moment, and he wasn't prepared. Look it up in a general manager's job descriptions. Description. (laughs) He needs more than one. Obviously. But, like... Well, it shouldn't have... as with Geo, like we were mad about that, it shouldn't have got to that point where you had to let your captain and best defenseman and one of your and one of the best players in the league in the last ten years go for nothing. It shouldn't have got to that point, right? Letting that just happen shouldn't did, have happened. How did that happen? And then this again, right? With Johnny Gaudreau. Okay, well, you you let it happen. You didn't you didn't commit to him long term last off season when it sounds like there could have been a deal to be had. 
for whatever reason that fell apart. You didn't make it happen. You didn't make the hard choice and commit one way or another. You left it in the air again. And when you leave shit for too long, it's like this analogy I use. I used to use about Brad before I decided to turn over a new leaf and start being positive, which is totally fucked that out the window. Now um, we're back. We're back to classic in the dome now. And I kind of like it. This is good. Well, it's, can it's you, been too it's been too happy and cheery the last. What's six your fucking months. trust level with Brad? You're living currently zero. What? Why would you trust a guy who's just lost your two best players? Or do you trust him to do the right, make the right decision with? Do you trust him to use the money that he just has freed up with Johnny Gaudreau appropriately tomorrow? No, I fucking don't. I can't wait to have a Vander Kane on a long term deal for six seven million dollars a year tomorrow. Awesome. Fuck me, dude. It's gonna be great. Yeah. We need that toughness, right? You well, know, it'll Johnny help us tough. burn this to toughness. the ground faster. Hey, it'll help us burn this to the ground faster. That was the one. That was the one thing because I mean, dude, I, I, you want to talk about roller coaster range of emotions, dude? I was like, it wasn't even like a linear shape. It was like <laughs> I was a, a pinball machine, dude. <laughs> At one moment, I want to kill myself. At one moment, I want to murder Bradshaw Living. At one moment, I want to murder fucking Johnny Gaudreau. And then I would go from, oh, well, this is kind of exciting. What's going to happen next? And it's just like, dude, I'm all over the fucking map. All over it. But there's one <laughs> there's one underlying sense. I think this is probably my most rational where I'm at is. I'm kind of happy because this has been a slow burn, dude. Yeah. We This... Watching this fucking general manager in this team for the last seven years, soon to be eight, has been a slow, fucking painful death. Has it not? It's been just, yeah. just when you think, oh, yeah, are we good? We're like under that, what, 18, 19? We finished first in the what? No, you're not good. We suck. You suck. You're actually terrible. You're not even going to make the playoffs next season. You're actually going to finish in the worst division in hockey. You're going to be like the worst team the next year. Yeah, you suck. You're so bad. You're not even going to be able to beat Ottawa. You can't. You can maybe own you. You can maybe get a first round pick for your star player because he has no value right now. Get used to watching uh, Mark Giordano and Rasmus Anderson fight for who's going to fall first on every single fucking goal against now. But my one underlying. And then you're great again. My one, my because, one... hey, Daryl Sutter comes in and Johnny Gaudreau <laughs> is amazing, has a heart trophy year. My one underlying thing is that you maybe, lose him. maybe this will speed up the, pro, the inevitable, pro, inevitable process of burning this motherfucking thing down to the ground. Well, dude. see, like, I, I feel that sentiment, right? Because. That's what's, I think that's what's at the core of this disappointment is just like, okay, so Brad takes over. We make the playoffs. Everyone's excited because this team had fucking sucked and they were rebuilding and they have this young new team. Make the playoffs. That was fun. Then we suck for a year. Okay, you're not so good. That sucked, but we're still in a rebuild. Then we make the playoffs again. Hire Glenn Galdson. Make the playoffs in 2016. Yeah, it's all great. And we suck the next year. It's like, uh, Glenn Galdson was fucking brutal. Fuck this. I'm out again. We suck. Then you're the next year, you're unbelievable again. Holy cow, we're good. Johnny Gaudreau, so good. Next year, like you said, suck. So bad. The next year, suck. This year, unbelievable. Lose our star player in the offseason. It's just like all over the fucking map with this team. And I think that's what is the heart of it is. We can't get any track forward tr- momentum. 
and just when it looked like, hey, we do have some forward momentum. Gone. Yeah, like who's our star player? Seriously, at the end of the season, it's just like one step forward, 18 steps backwards down a cliff. At the end of the season, how good of a spot were we in? Even though you just lost to your fucking arch nemesis and they beat the shit out of you. We're still like, you could this is something we can build on. No. Oh, Gonzo. No. So good luck. Good luck replacing him. I love all the experts, eh? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. No problem. They're just gonna go after Kadri and oh, this guy Kane, will replace Kadri, him. Yeah. Oh, like like fuck, dude. Matthew Kachuk can't even skate. You think he's putting up a hundred points without Johnny Gaudreau in your mind? You think Lindholm's gonna score fucking forty oh. plus goals without fucking oh. Johnny Gaudreau feeding him all night long? He might get might gonna get twenty. So who's gonna pass it to him? Tell t- talk about here's another Wizard of Oz thing. This is what's gonna be revealing is how much of Bradstreet Living's nonsense has been covered up by how goddamn good Johnny Gaudreau has been for this team the last eight years. Oh, fuck. Because, right, like for how much this team... who <laughs> Dude has been heart trophy level for probably three, definitely three seasons he's been here. 2017-18, I thought he, that was, he was great that year, even though they didn't make the playoffs. 18-19, obviously, and then this past year. You've had three seasons of a guy who's heart trophy caliber, and has been one of the top ten players in the league on your team, making up for your making up for the what your roster is lacking elsewhere. That's going to be fun to see. That's what I'm going to enjoy, not enjoy because it's going to fucking suck. But seeing how many holes on this roster Johnny Drew has covered up with how good he's been. But then to your point of like, hey, you're glad because this is finally going to burn to the ground. That's what makes me more depressed. Is that I don't know if it will. This feels well, like they're just have... gonna be business as usual. It feels should... like they are gonna like okay, let's go after Kadri. Let's go after who's next on the list. That's oh, what yeah, it feels no, like. Yeah, no, That's probably fucking... the mo, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, as long as you have Daryl. So that's what's depressing. Well, Daryl, Daryl might be able to mask it though. He might be able to use like what the fuck are they gonna do, man? You you literally people don't be... understand. People don't understand. I guess like how devastating a blow this is this is the oilers losing mcdavid this is the abs losing mckinnon this is the Leafs losing matthews like i guess since he's been here for so long and people give him so much shit that you just undervalue how good he is and you like it's gonna be it's gonna be rough next season oh dude watch your goal scoring just fucking we we maybe make the playoffs next year just because of daryl and like kachuk if he's still here who knows you you still have kachuk but it is going to be fucking rough. Now we're going to see one goal games, dude. Now we're going to see that. You remember that Sutter hockey we're all dreading? Yeah. Remember how Daryl said, I don't know what we're going to, I have to wait and see what team I have before I tell you the goals, before I tell you the goals. Yeah. I know what his goals are. It's like, holy shit. We have to win two, one every single night now. So in one sense of me, I agree with you that it's like, hey, all is being revealed. The deadwood is being burned off of Bradstreet Living, and the Wizard of Oz charade will end soon. And then the other side of me is like, no, it won't. It's going to go on for another 10 years. I guess we just need to get the Fire Tree Living chat going finally, eh? Well, dude, I mean, that, that's how you fire a GM if your fucking owners can't do it. It's crazy how you still have the apologies coming out. And again, like, 
I'm not just ripping on Brad because I do think that was a dick move by Johnny and apparently kind of an illegal, like, right. It's a dick move combined with shit that shouldn't be going on, but goes on with him talk, him and his agent, obviously know what the market is with other teams. So it's a dick move and it's a shit move, but come on, Brad, let the two, the best the franchise player slip through his fingers. I said last week, the reason I was so confident in Johnny signing is because there's just, well, you can't let this happen. You the can't. thing is, they did. You, you said that the flames were used as pawns. No, they weren't. Brad true living was used as a pawn and therein lies the fucking issue. He lets shit happen. You like, you cannot be, you have to see this coming, man. If you're a fucking GM, do you not? Like, yes. was I, if you're, if you're reading the breakdown of the sequence of events, you're like, fuck, man, the writing was on the wall. They used Brad Tree Living. So, at what point did it's probably, I think it's probably New Jersey. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think it's, does it feel like New Jersey to you? It's got to be New Jersey. They're the only team who really has the actual cap space. Um, they seem like the only team, like unless it's a team a bit off the radar, like maybe the Rangers or. Well, dude, if they're the ones going it, after, it's if they're the ones going after Kachuk, that's telling too. It's New. It's got to be New Jersey. They're the team who probably fits the bill of being close to his home. Well, not terrible, and, and can sign him if. It turns out as New Jersey, you know that these motherfuckers knew on draft day because they wanted Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. I mean, as long as it ends up being Jersey. They'll probably still have him getting them. If it ends up being Jersey, you know that it was, yeah. Oh, fuck. So, I don't know. This, I'm This is fucked, dude. I'm still like pretty, sh- I'm still kind of reeling, right? Like I was shocked by the news. I'm not like freaking crying or anything, but I'm just, I just can't believe the flames let it get to this point. I can't believe that after all this, Johnny didn't end up signing in Calgary. It's just so fucking weird. So does and the, the just the timing of it, that's what's the killer, right? It's not like, hey, let's say Johnny left after last season, right? And it was like, hey, you know, yeah, it's time for a change, time to move on. We all agree, you know, or or even like the season before or like, you know, it's just like, just as we're fucking nailing it, finally, he leaves. Yeah, I'm pretty much mad at everybody, dude. Yeah, you can't not be. I'm the only person I'm not mad at is Daryl Sutter. He's the only one. Yeah. Daryl's going to probably be at the rink tomorrow. I'm like, I guess he wouldn't. Because he's and you know fire, what? He's but... the only one I want to hear from right now. God, he's the only one who can make sense of this for me. Yeah. He, when they ask him, I'm guaranteed when they ask him on his first day back, <laughs> he's going to go, yeah, I knew he was leaving. <laughs> he pulled me. <laughs> Okay, you know, you know, good, good point. Amongst all this, at least we have Daryl Sutter, folks. Right. Well, and yeah, like, if you you didn't watch it, but like watching Brad at that press conference was 
It wasn't it wasn't sad because I don't feel bad for him. It's just like, fuck, dude, you you're not an NHL GM like he was visibly like it's like if I was the GM, right? It was like he was a fan. Like, that's how shook he was. Like, he could he couldn't believe that this is happening. He he never foresaw this happening. He was shook. And that's the problem when you have a guy who's running your team who is shook. That out of touch, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was friends with all the all the hey, he's just best buddies with Geo. Oh, I let him go. Best but like I don't know, man. Like, well, dude, how much like honestly, like, I don't know. There's a lot of things to talk about, but like, do you because like do you think the geo thing played into Johnny's decision is all? Because probably like you think he doesn't see the guy who because everyone's like, oh, Johnny, loyal guy, stick with the flames. They took a chance on him, they drafted him. It's like he doesn't see the flames tell the longtime captain of this team. He doesn't see how they treat that guy and just let him go. And obviously it wasn't like a joke when Brad's like, Hey, Gio, fuck you. Get out of here. It's not like that, but it's kind of like that, dude. Come on. Like the way they disposed of a guy who did so much for the organization and did so much for the team through well, thick and thin for so many years. And they just and like, yeah, in the end, the flames weren't loyal enough to Gio, Right. Well, and then to fucking sit there and say, oh, we did everything we could. Yeah. And then, like, that's your response with Gio? It's like, dude, you didn't. How, you knew this was going to happen. So, you if know you what? Like, were... after Steinberg said this many times, that there was a serious discussion taking place on a contract extension last offseason with Johnny, and for whatever reason, it didn't fall apart. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe he saw what happened with Gio and was like, you know what? Like, I don't know if this is the organization i want to be with they, no they weren't loyal to him are they going to be loyal to me they weren't loyal to tj right right i don't know i'm just speculating totally but i don't know yeah, that, that makes sense that, makes, that makes sense to me feels like a factor doesn't it makes sense to me so where does know, where does brad sit in the eyes of i guess the fan base and the ownership Is i don't know with, with the fan fine? base everybody seems it, a lot of people I talk to seem to be totally. It's not his fault. What's he gonna do? Johnny bolted. No man, I don't like. What's his job? He just I would sits love. There. I would fucking love to be paid the amount that Brad Shivin gets paid, and have the excuses made for me and do like his poor job. Like, can you imagine? Like, just you just completely fuck up like the two biggest projects in the you've ever had, and then people are just like, oh, what's he supposed to do? It's like when you're a GM, you're supposed to be able to account for the fact that a guy might fuck you over. That's why you can't let it get to the last five hours, right? Because then that possibility is there. You put yourself in a precarious position, and yeah, you got fucked, but you put yourself in that position. At the end of the day, you're the guy again. It's like I don't go wandering around downtown at 2 in the morning during Stampede like we're at the at the alpha house near the saddle dome and think, Hey, I'm probably not going to get stabbed. It's like, yeah, I'm probably going to get stabbed. It's like, it's not nice that somebody stabs me, but it's my fault. I'm down there. Like shouldn't be down there, Brad. Do you think ownership has a problem with it? Um, I Do you think, Murray, I think Murray Edwards is like, Oh yeah, I get to save my son. Eighty million dollars, and he's shining his freaking gold coins in his Irish mansion. 
offshore that's, that's just gonna be spent in fucking 48 hours dude. yeah that, that's right and that's another thing that pisses me off too is like and again this is just speculation on my part based on what happened last offseason where they probably could have signed johnny gaudreau the fact they were non-committal to a guy like johnny gaudreau but will throw tons of money at other people like oh, it's it's funny leading up to this before it was it was like oh johnny's leaving there was a lot of like okay the flames have put uh 10 to 11 million dollar offer on the table like so many people are like overpaid over like even people now are like flames dodge a bullet it's like and they won't break a sweat they were paying like Lucci, monahan backland to combine like 15 16 million dollars that's what bugs me about the flames is like it's great that they want to spend money it's great that to have solid like stable ownership because that's that's a good thing but the fact that they're so uh they they like spending their money on dumb shit is is a problem. So you don't think like it's like remember when oh, fuck what was it? Where did where did when what was the year he had some cap space and he blew it all on something? Every year, yeah, pretty much every year. It's like oh we don't have this. I wonder what we're gonna do with that cap space. Oh, oh, we signed Brett Ritchie again, and I I can't take it Branson because he was good this year. That's what it was, right? They traded um. The fuck did they trade? I don't remember, but that money was eaten up by Gabranson and Zadorov in about a heartbeat instead of a scoring winger. So, yeah, I'm sure that money's going to somebody who probably doesn't deserve it, unfortunately. Do you think that, um, like, honest question, is this a strike against Brad if you're the ownership? Or do you, where do you think this, do you think they're buying all this excuses and? What excuses did Brad have first and foremost? I didn't listen. Oh, just the regular stuff that this was a family decision and the Flames did everything they could and it wasn't about money. They offered, it wasn't an issue of money. They offered as much money as okay, anybody, so anybody would have. If Let me ask you this. If you're a GM and you've identified John Gaudreau's hands down, your most valuable player, hands down, he's up for renewal. What are all the factors at play here? Is it just money? You better fucking find out. The, you're paid. This is your J-O-B. It's in your job description. You better fucking find out what's going to motivate him to stay. And what might motivate him elsewhere. How did he, like, how, if you're a GM, you obviously know he's a family guy. When did he have his baby? Is his wife pregnant or they have he's having already? his baby in the next few months or something? Everybody's known this. You, if you're a gym, how do you not get ahead of this? I guess they don't like talk about shit during the season. Well, fuck. Remember when they pulled out all the stops, get Lucci's here, Iggy's phoning them. Like, get somebody like, on the phone with the guy. Kidnap Sean Monahan and freaking call in a kidnapping. Emergency, Sean Monahan is. And look, if you do not sign on the dotted line within, like, freaking put him in a where, like, do something. But I guess even, you know, from the end of the season till now, even if you knew he was going to leave, what could you have done? Like, you couldn't recoup much, right? Because they're just like, well. No, but I think that's where the frustration is, is like, the decision, the inflection point wasn't after the season, probably, right? 
And I think that's where the vision and like, you know, like you said with Gio, it's like, when did he know he was letting Gio go? It's like, he should have found out what the hell was going on. He shouldn't have let it get to this point. I think is, is the problem. Cause like, let's yeah. say, let's say well, the season ends and Johnny makes it clear. He's not staying here. What do you do? You just trade his rights or something and get me a meaningless bunch of crap back. But to be fair, I guess at the end of last season, not the one that just played the the one after Ward, where Daryl Sutter takes over, you're kind of at a loss of where you don't know where you're at, right? You don't you don't know you don't know if he's going to put up 115 points. You don't know if he's going to be exactly because he probably had his worst season as a flame under yeah. Ward, did he not? Oh, easily. So there's a lot of question marks. But, maybe, but I mean, that's kind of his maybe, job is to like filter out the, the question marks and like yeah. weigh the pros and cons and be like, okay, am I going? It's it's not going to be this time. It's not going to be a wait and see. It's going to be, okay, we're yeah. either signing you or we're trading you. Exactly. I think I think that is the point, right? Again, this is his fucking job. It's it's our it's not our job. Yeah. We just watch the fucking hockey. It's like we have our own jobs. We do this in on our morning, spare time, and this is my life. In the morning, I get up, get ready, and I do my job all day long. Come home and watch the game. What is he doing all day long? Like, like that's the point, right? Is like, it's not up. It's up to him to fill in the blanks, like you said. And and it's beyond like, oh, what is he supposed to do? If, and when, if you when have it, the, if you have the serial killer room figured out, one scenario is he's going to have a bounce back season under Daryl. If that happens, and he's not resigned. We might be fucked. So let's get. A, we could have. We do. We could have had Johnny Gajol locked up for another three to five years, for way less than ten mil. Oh yeah, eight, eight and a half. And I mean, yeah, that that when it the thing with Brad is like, hey, if that happens once, right? If this is a one time thing where it's like, hey, he should have done something and he was too passive and he waited it out way too long. Yeah, good point. Okay, one once, I it's like okay. Right, like you don't trade Monahan, I get it. You don't see that the guy's gonna be killed by injuries and fall off a fucking cliff. But it's like, okay, you don't trade Monahan. You already tried you, trading Brody, so you know you're not gonna fucking yeah. resign him anyways. And you, you just don't. let him go for nothing in a shit season. And you do the same with Geo, and then you do the same with. It's just like holy shit, dude. Like figure something out. So, I think that's the takeaway of all this. Is like he he hasn't been making the choices that a GM absolutely needs to make like you know you know I, like i was thinking about joe Sackett, right it's like season's over they just won the stanley cup and i guess it's not Sackett because they promoted the other guy to gm and Sackett's the ops guy but colorado is like okay yeah kemper you're not here we're trading for gorgiev business done 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 right? Nichushkin locked up for the yeah, rest of the they just take care of business they know what they're doing they know what their plan is they you have their plan why? they set it in motion they probably had the plan way before fucking exactly. free agency. Like, hit. like even go back to the year they only. Because another reason we're in this fucking pickle is because the Kachuk thing is uncertain. And why is that uncertain? Well, it's because three years ago, Brad signed James Neal and had to turn him into Lucic, and then for some reason wouldn't trade for Leak and had to freaking uh, give Kachuk a short term deal with a with a high qualifying offer, which is, looks fair now, but. That's why the Kachuk situation is precarious, but it's just like all these decisions have been based on just like short-term thinking and just like 
making it having a decision made for you, right? It's like I remember that season Kachuk signed, like he didn't sign until I think right up till training camp, and it was like, okay, you either got to sign him short term or he's like not going to play because you're not trading anybody. And he just took the path of least resistance, and this path of least resistance is continually fucking this organization. It's like it is hard, right? Like that's you asked me that question. Like, how do you know if Johnny's going to bounce back? when it's the season after he's been with Jeff Ward and he sucked. You don't know, but you're a GM and you better sure shit have some sort of plan. You can't just say, oh, we'll wait and see. Because th- what happens when you wait and see? This happens. And like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a multitude, right? It's, how many mistakes is there going to be? And, and Yeah, and the thing that I think with this Johnny thing, okay, let's take this even just in isolation. It's like, okay, yeah, you don't know. Maybe you can't get a deal done in the offseason. You're like, how many people would have been pissed if you trade him and then he has this 115 point season? We would have been livid, right? Yeah. But hearing him speak at the press conference today, this guy does not have a plan for what to do now that Johnny Gaudreau's not here. He has no fucking clue what he's going to do. No idea. And he, look, he said it. The management said it. The media's been saying it. He's singly, singly focused. On one thing, getting a drowning drill sign. Why wouldn't you fucking be working on everything? So <laughs> that that's right. What's like, he doing right now? That's that's two short term decisions that have like two times he's put off a hard choice, right? And I'm not saying you either have to trade Gaudreau or extend him, but like the Avalanche, right? With guys who are coming out, like they know they're not signing Kadri, they know they're not signing Kemper. It's like you should have had a plan in place. A lot earlier than oh shit, we just lost Johnny Gaudreau in the last five hours. Now what? Yeah, we're just gonna wait. I think you're right. This is a big one of his biggest problems. He just waits too fucking long for everything. Everything. He's not a great GM, and you need a great GM to have a great team. I'm well, he's, you know what? Like he's not a, apparently he's not a great leader we've said this before and it's with the vision thing and it's like i think he'd be fine in a hockey role on the team somewhere right Dude, at, at this point i'd fucking prefer daryl sutter you just need somebody who's gonna like and it's not just being a good gm is not just doing crazy shit like daryl used to do he's like yeah we suck i'm gonna trade Dion on a sunday afternoon to shake things up you need somebody who's a leader and who has a vision of where they want to go and who can make hard decisions and make shit happen and that's just uh, here's another example just Bradshaw living just being way too passive and here we are johnny Gaudreau so, gone the, does this where's Bradshaw living like future? even okay like here's a good example and i don't know again these are all very speculative like we said earlier like apparently new jersey was trying to get chuck at the draft and they're offering him the second overall pick right like, I'm dude, not you, saying he should have done that, but hey, dude, it looks like he should have now. Dude, I just don't understand how if you're GM, it's your job. You don't have a pretty good idea what's what might happen or it's going to happen by that draft day. Because, sure, there's not a lot you can do from end of season to free agency, but there, you could have done – you could have – already known what was probably going to happen and done something about it at the draft, right? Would you have traded Kachuk? 
If you knew, if I knew, I, with, you've got a feeling, and I guess it depends on what happens with Kachuk. But like, like honestly, like, what's your plan for this season? And that's what it comes back to, right? Like, if they end up signing Kachuk to a one-year deal and signing some bunch of dummies in free agency, then it'll be like, fuck, you should have just traded Kachuk and started the rebuild. But I'm just saying, it's just like, you've got to make a decision one way or another. And let's say we go into the future a bit and you look back at, oh, you could have got the second overall pick a few days before you lost Johnny Gaudreau. And then your next season was terrible. It's like, that would have been a good inflection point. It's right. And that's his job is to know when to act and know when not to act. Yeah. And it's just, and we've take, seen too many times have, not acting. Take some risks, take some calculated risks. Otherwise you just wait till fucking everything passes you by. Well, right. And you have to know what you're doing to be able to take a risk or jump on an opportunity because you have to know the plan for your team. Like, if the plan for your team is, yes, we're absolutely signing Johnny Gaudreau, we're not taking that. Or like it's just the reasons risks pay off is because it's like when, what is the saying about like oper- luck is when opportunity meets um, preparation, right? Yeah, it's going to be like, calculated. You got to, yeah, you that. can't just be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll take the second overall pick and trade Chuck. It's like, no, if you were on a path where, yeah, we're going to be rebuilding because we're going to use Johnny Gaudreau, then yes. You do that if it aligns with the vision you have for how you're building this team for the future. You can't just do random shit. And they just do too much random shit. So now what? Like, what is, what's the future for Brad? What's the future for Matthew? Well, I think that's the first thing you do. Is Try you figure out Kachuk? You, you decide or, what you're doing with Chuck. You say just decide what you're doing with your team. Exactly, that'd be a good start. But he's well, like pretty much said, the you, team right now. Well, like you said, you know they're they're still gonna go for it, right? Yeah, that's the or problem. Is you have to keep this all in the context of they're gonna go for it. Like, there's no way the team that just had the most successful franchise this season in franchise history and had two rounds of playoff revenue coming out of COVID is gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna totally re scorch or rebuild. That's not happening. Um, so. You figure out what you are doing with Chuck. And by figure it out, I mean, you extend him long-term, eight years, maximum. You max well, him always, out. You make trade him, the, him later. You right? make him, yeah, you make him the fucking captain. You build around Matthew Chuck as your best player. Or you trade him. What you don't do is sign him to a one-year deal with his qualifying offer or a short-term deal and walk him to unrestricted free agency. That's what you don't do. So that's what we know is, that's how we know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? That would be the short-term thinking that gets you into trouble. Because I guarantee you that Johnny Gaudreau's decision affected what Matthew Chuck's thinking right now. Fuck me, dude. Like, are you kidding me? You think he's (sighs) like phoning Brad going, yeah, I want to really sign long-term now. So you figure out what you do with Kachuk is the number one thing you do. Beyond that, I don't know, man. Is is do you look at Kachuk kind of like similar to when you're in the draft, and yeah, you have your play, you have your kind of players picked out position wise, yada yada. But when the best player is available, you take them. Is this kind of like that situation where it's like 
you do the next best thing for your team or you and just sign Kachuk to the best possible deal for your team now, which means long-term. That's what a shrewd GO, GM would probably do, right? Well, I mean, they're, 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 they're like the no risk factor to that is you can trade them whatever the fuck you want. Someone's going to want them. If your team starts to tank, someone will want Kachuk. It's going to be a commodity, right? Well, let's say, yeah. It's, would, it's, it I comes would, back to protecting your assets. Exactly. And protecting the team. Like, what happens if you sign him short term? You are effed. You're going to relive this again in one You're or two have this years exact years. same thing. And like the worst case scenario is you really go for it and say, hey, we're loading up with we're using all of Johnny's money and we're going to only sign Kachuk. And Kachuk only wants to he wants to do his one year qualifying offer. That's like freaking nightmare disaster. That's one more. That's that's the year we just had. And maybe we have a good year, but it happens again. And then Kachuk leaves. So I don't know if uh, you got to figure out Kachuk like. I know everybody's like, oh, they could sell off. But I mean, that's the other thing is too, is like there's only the marketplace is pretty different every year. I don't think you could just go to the market and be like, hey, give us everything you got for Coleman and Markstrom and Tanev and all these guys. Like it's harder to sell off than you think. Like look at even freaking Chicago right now. Like who's going to be like, they're selling everything off and their assets are guys like Debrinket and Kirby Doc. And they got pretty good returns, but you're not going to be getting like a blue chip prospect back for Blake Coleman or Tyler Foley or Michael Backlund or, you know, player X. So I don't think the idea of like, oh, you're in a great spot to sell off and get a bunch of assets. back. like if you did it, if you full on committed right now and like, yeah, we're trading Chuck, we're trading Lindholm, we're trading everybody and we're going like Blackhawk style rebuild, then yeah but they won't do that. They would go soft and be like, Hey, yeah, we'll maybe trade like we'll see what happens. guys and see what happens. Right? Yeah. Well, there'll like, be no proactive. It'll be the opposite. Exactly. So from your vantage point right now, does this team still check? Will this team make the playoffs next year? Does this team stand a chance to still compete in the playoffs? If Matthew Kachuk's on, if you're, if Kachuk stays, fuck dude, if Kachuk stays, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. This is where we're fucking at. <laughs> I think they can still handle it. Down to Matthew Kachuk. Brody's gone. Gio's gone. Johnny's gone. Well, dudes, they, they, they tweeted, they, okay, you know what the Flames have to show for Johnny Gaudreau, Jerome McGinley, Mika Kippersoff, Mark Giordano? Nothing. Zero. Not for a thing. Your four most valuable franchise players since you won the Zero. Cup. Zero. Not a thing. In the past, what, at least two decades? Below, yeah, in your past two decades, you have zero to show for your most val- your four most valuable players. Unreal. And again, this is not just a Bradtree Living thing; it's a Calgary Flames thing too, of like the no vision and this shit. But, anyways, I I don't know. I think with the roster currently, you probably in Daryl, you can probably squeak out a playoff berth. I don't know. Chuck's still really good. Who do you, what is that? Dude, this is fucking sad. This is brutal. Like it just, I keep going in waves. It's like, I'm just thinking of our death chart. It's like, holy fuck. Dude. Fuck me, dude. Like Manji, honestly, Manji. Fuck. Maybe they don't even get him. (laughs) I think Manji, Manji Pawnee, he's not going to replace Kadro, but he, 
could absolutely be a first line player. Like you could have a still a pretty good first line with Manjipani, Lindholm, and Chuck. That's still a pretty good first line. Your second line looks like ass. Um, so if you have those three guys, and if Barkstrom's what he was what like if this you, year, could you go out and get an actual two C now? No, we're just gonna keep Monahan. Can you believe of all the guys on the team that are still here? It's Packland and Monahan. <laughs> Mr. fucking puck in the corner and Mr. fucking I can't. Johnny's gone. Hey? Gio's gone. You got the guy that puts the Frickin puck in the Bennett's corner on the gone. breakaway. Guy Cody's the... gone. <laughs> fucking Monahan's still here. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, got a park to say yeah. this fucking so offseason. I like period. how everyone's like, oh, you can't trade Monahan. He's too important. Control won't stay if you trade Monahan. Johnny's like, peace out. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Freaking leaves him in the dust. This <laughs> oh, is like a TV show when, like, freaking. Uh, this is see, it's the where, like it's all the, the good. Ki- oh, they had to kill off all the good characters because the good actors didn't want to be on the show anymore. So you're just left with like all the. It's like Community when like Donald Glover leaves and Chevy Chase leaves, and it's just like a skeleton crew of like some people. Oh, fuck, dude. All the oh, good this, ones are gone. This show sucks now. This show is in season 10, and it's like the guy, the least, the characters you like the least are still around, and the good ones are all gone. Michael Backlund. For, watch you, what's going to happen. They're going to name Michael Backlund captain. Oh, definitely. And Kachuk is going to fucking leave next. It's totally what's going to happen. Fuck, dude. This is depressing. I thought uh, Daryl was going to restore this franchise. Dude, we had one good year, and we're just like, Everything is great. What are the stages of depression? <laughs> I don't know. I felt them all today, though. I'm gonna find. Oh, I don't want to. I don't need mental health. I get like a little mental health thing. Here. Grieving. Yeah, the five states of grief. What are they? That's the yeah. Anger. I think anger is number one. Acceptance. Sadness. When am I gonna denial? That yep, definitely saw that. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Okay, denial. You see Friedman's tweet. You're like, okay, he's still, he's still, he's still on with the flames. Blame anger, anger. Okay, yeah, anger. Fucking Brad bargaining, right? That's kind of what we're doing just now. We're like, hey, well, well, yeah, playoffs. And then you, what could happen? Yeah, yeah. Watch me in real time fall in depression where I'm thinking about the fucking lineup next year. Oh my god. The last one's acceptance. I don't know. Yeah, acceptance when, but we'll accept they need to rebuild, but they, the organization. They're always in denial. Yes. The they can get, never they, get over it. They cannot get past the first stage of grief. So I don't know. This is pretty weird. Like, I haven't thought about it because, like, if obviously, if you listen to the show, you know, I absolutely thought this wasn't a possibility. I didn't think this was going to happen. I, no. I like, I can tell you honestly, I was. 99 i was 100 percent like until i saw that frank seller rally tweet today like at six o'clock i was convinced it was happening i was you couldn't convince me otherwise so i've been through a freaking roller coaster the last five hours well so where did we go wrong how are we so wrong i don't know like how Fuck, and again, like I said off the top, that's what I'll never forgive Johnny Gaudreau for, for making me look like a fucking idiot and proving here Francis right. I'll never, in a million, I won't boo him when he comes back to the Saddle Dome, and I love the guy, but 
I will never, even though he made dick move, dick move is a dick move. That's business. I can understand that. The fact you made me look like a fucking fool and made Eric Francis right, that is a, never, never will get over that. I won't boo him, but I don't know if I'll cheer him during his, what do you call it? The video tribute. No, me neither. And you know hey, what? He's back. The guy that fucking left. Great. It's pr- well, how many points does he have? Oh, he's yeah. on track for another hundred points. Great, good for him. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, how many? What what place are we in the standings? Oh, we're we're trying to get into the playoffs. And so listen, this is what I've been telling people for a long time: is like because people who aren't as old as us who don't remember the shit we had to go through, like with the young guns and the absolute terror. Like people complain about like being mediocre and shit. It's like, you know, good Joe, we're never going to win a cup. It's like, you know what we had to fucking put up with in the late nineties and the early two thousands, that shit. Dude, come on, That's man. where we're headed. 12th. How does 12th in the conference sound? 13th. That sound fun. 15th. Does that sound everybody like that? How long oh, we, we were 10th. Jerome McGinley scored 52 goals this year, and we were 10th in the conference. I guess it's, it's hard to rebuild though. When you, uh, trade, down to pick Trevor Kidd over Martin Broder. Hey, that's that's why the rebuild never actually happened. And you buy out Marty St. Louis and stuff. And <laughs> so that's why I've like said to people, and I've been like so adamant to people. It's like, stop like trying to run guys like control out of town. It's like, you don't understand. Like he's the, he's the only star player we've had outside of a here since like who are the top five stars of the last 30 years? It's Gaudreau and it's a Ginla. And that's pretty much it. And that's it, man. And it's, it's fucking brutal. Like I remember the day Jerome got traded and it was different. Cause it was a different time. Like that was sad. This is just like, this is, we've had so my ball. Like, dude, this is baffling. I thought this, I thought losing to the Oilers in the playoff series was going to be the lowest I could be. <laughs> I'm freaking just getting kicked in the balls every week this summer. This is the life of the flame of a Flames fan. Like, and yeah, you, you think it can't get worse? Yeah, just, just wait, wait till Matthew Kachuk wait till like, get me the fuck out of here. Wait till we see what happens next. So I don't know. This is this is really brutal because not only did I not see it coming, I just can't I still can't believe it. Does this uh, shorten Brad's leash? Dude, if they're crack, dude, yes. Yes, but of course not, right? At the same time, or does it actually? Dude, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, how can you keep moving forward with this? Like, even, even if you can make an argument, okay, he's done an okay job. You just have to move on soon. Like, look at what if this keeps fucking, happening. Exactly. Look what the Canucks. Look how much yeah. smarter, much smarter their fucking right? their new GM is. Like, we can't even sit here and laugh at them anymore. It's just like this team, this organization needs a change, man. Needs a new leader. Needs a, leader. a different. Yeah, needs somebody. Like who you is saw the effect that a freaking real head coach can happen. Imagine what would happen with a oh, real GM. I had that exact same thought 20 minutes ago. Like, I mean, you can't sit here and tell me that like, okay, Bradshaw living has outlasted Johnny Gaudreau's tenure here. That's insane. That is insane, dude. It's time. 
it's time. It was, t- it was, it, you know what? It was time probably two years ago, but Daryl, yes. Daryl took Dude, his team to a level. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what I think the final nail in the coffin should have been when he sat there. Yeah. I know where you're going. Stared right into the camera and tried to tell us that Jeff Ford was the best man for the job. Tried to, he did. That should have been it. And we, so, all, we all knew it. So I have zero faith in the ownership's ability to manage Brad. And I have zero faith in, in Brad. The only kind of faith I have is that Daryl Sutter is probably going to tell Brad what kind of players to bring in. Brad is just reeling right now, eh? He's just Googling. Do you like, think he, do you he's think Googling he's... right now, and he's on freaking cap-friendly, just like NHL free agents who oh, is available. That <laughs> <sighs> was so funny when Ward, that thing with Ward going around was him on the <laughs> iPad, Googling what's icing, how do, how do I coach? coaching drills. <laughs> NHL hockey head coach drills. So, I don't know. It's... It's probably I don't know. Like today, do you think? Do you think Brad stopped crying yet? Or do you think he's still crying? He's probably still crying. Eh? Dude, he's probably, he's probably crying freaking, himself to sleep tonight. Eh? He's just railing a large pineapple pizza. Mm, this really in bed right now. Anyway, I don't know. Like today is fuck, dude. It's 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 a similar yeah, fuck, dude. It's a hard. This is hard. Like this sucks. Is, I don't. I don't know if it, it probably gets worse. Would be my guess. Oh yeah. Like this Dude, isn't. This this, is, today is today is the beginning of the end for this iteration of the team. And what you know, what really fucking sucks. I don't know what sucks worse, because we've been talking about like, oh, Johnny Gaudreau getting traded. The end of Johnny Gaudreau. Like we've been talking about it for three, four years, and it's always bummed me out thinking about this iteration of the team being over, right? But you always kind of thought it would end with somebody getting traded or, you know, them kind of like rebuilding. You didn't think it was going to end with the team having one of the best seasons in franchise history and then losing him. It's just fucking, it's weird. But then the other side, like, of course this would happen. Yeah. It, It would only happen in Calgary. Right. Or, this is, or this is the only place. That, no, fuck. They can even they get Connor signed to a twenty year deal, and Leon. How do you like that? Eh? You can get Connor McDavid to sign in Edmonton. Yeah, but you can't get Johnny to sign in Calgary. And Leon, they both fucking. You can get them both to stay there. How do you guys uh, like carrying the load for the rest of your fucking careers? What a depressing state of affairs that it's going to be the first battle of Alberta. Eh? Oh, dude, are you? Um, I work with an Oilers fan, and we were talking on the phone. I said, "Well, there goes the the Battle of Alberta. It's not going to be any good anymore." The only silver lining in this, and it's definitely it's a shit lining. It's a it's a brown lining. Is that I get to I get to see like New Jersey will actually be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and, but like fucking, how often do you see a New Jersey never. game on TV? And you know what's weird is like. I remember like when Iggy left, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch all the Pittsburgh games. I watched like one. And like, I, I never watched another one. Yeah. So it's That's probably, it. it's probably going to be the same. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch Do- Johnny and Dougie Hamilton play again together. Watch like one. 
Yeah, how many times did you? How many times did you watch Brody play? Yeah, zero. I forgot he even played. Right, right when Gio and Brody were there, I I was like, oh yeah, forgot forgot they even existed. So, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be the same on uh, maybe on a night when it's freaking Calgary versus Edmonton, and we're getting steamrolled, and poor Matthew Kachuk is like dying out there, and isn't the captain, and Michael Backlund is. I'll maybe flip over to see my old pals Johnny and Dougie playing together, but. Surreal, man. Do you actually think there's like what is is where's Brad's what's where's, what's the status for Brad Tree living here? I, we know what it should be. We've known that for a few years now. But does this actually harm him? His, Dude, his... You ha- like this is honestly like how can you trust him and how can. Even if this is partially, even though this is partially Johnny Gaudreau's fault for fucking you over at the last minute, this is somebody has to be not fired right now because that won't happen. Somebody has to be accountable for this incompetence. You can't just lose your best player in the last few hours of, of your ability to sign him and be like, yeah, we're fine with this management team taking things from here. Right, like even Conroy, he's freaking on there. Like we said, done deal. These guys thought it was in the bag, and they fumbled it. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to pay for this. Does this happen very often? I'm trying to think of like, oh yeah, this just happened to fucking what's his nuts? What losing your best player in free agency or what? Yeah, like coming down to the deadline. No, I think I'm gonna go play somewhere. Like Tavares is like the only one you can kind of compare to. And it's like, no, we actually offered him the best deal. He yeah. just didn't take it. And we didn't see that coming. Do you think? It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. I don't listen. Like, even what's even more maddening is like, even these guys who have had contention, like Malkin, right? It was like, he's going to the market. He's going. He signs. He just signed at the Pittsburgh like two hours ago. Shut up, did he? Yeah. Four years, 6.1. See? Like they get it done. That's the thing. He couldn't get it done. I don't care if Johnny screwed him over. He They fumbled it. They screwed it up. It wasn't a touchdown, but they had, I don't know, football terms. They're at the 20-yard line or some shit, and they screwed it up somehow. You just couldn't make it happen. You need, this is the big leagues. You need to make it happen. Fuck. Um, the rebuild is not very popular. I mean, it really, it's, it's fucking, oh. it's fucking brutal. What, like, it's inevitable at this point. It's going to happen soon. Is it not? Well, it's going to happen by, the thing is. Does Matthew, is Matthew Kachuk good enough to take you to prolong to help you avoid a rebuild? I think for a few years. I think he's not going to be a player who has like longevity, obviously based on like some of his skill set and his skating, right? Like he's in his prime now. His prime is the next four or five years. You'd think. But he's going to need help. Dude. And that's the other thing is like, look at, look at the defense even. Like what butchers, the thing, I don't think people realize we just lost the driver of the offense on the team who had the best line in hockey and were pretty much a one-line team other than Andrew Mangiapone last year. Three yeah. guys. Yeah. Major team. 
the division champions. Three guys. Three. The defense did an admirable job, right? Anderson was good. Hannafin was good. Those guys were good. The goalie was good. The bottom six, meh. The, the middle six guys were good. The top line is the only reason. Those three guys and those three guys powered by the Johnny Gaudreau. The only reason he won the division this year. Like, look, look at the point spread on the team. Gaudreau, 40 goals. Chuck Ford, like other than Mangiapane, nobody else did much in terms of creating offense. So it's gonna be a freaking struggle. Struggle, I tell you. Well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens next. Um, they're gonna try and buttress it as best they can, but you're not. Well, you're that not, yeah, you're not replacing. The, you're not replacing Johnny Gaudreau. I don't know. Um, your, your question about if Kachuk's good enough, I, he's still a star player in the league. He's the best player on the team now. Funny how we were having the debate. Oh, who's better, Johnny or Kachuk? Oh. Um, you had two stars on your team. You now have one. I don't know. I Fuck, dude. Don't know. I, I You know I what? Guess I, we'll, I'm out of answers. I have I guess, no answers anymore. I guess we'll finally be able to, to settle the Lindholm debate then. Yeah, that'll be interesting, eh? That'll be real interesting. See if he scores 40 without Johnny Gaudreau. Does he, he score him? 30? He's going to pass himself? or Yeah, he's going to bank it off the boards. I guess he did that once this year. <laughs> True. Oh, man. I'm out of answers. I'm worried for the season, man. That's... Well, dude, they just they really just killed a lot of... They killed... All the goodwill and momentum they just built up with this past season. Seriously, it's gone. It's totally gone. Evaporated. I know people everywhere who are like, I I have no reason to go watch the Flames now, right? Like, what am I going to spend money on tickets for? That's the other thing about Johnny Droves. He sells tickets. The Flames have had only maybe two or three guys like that in the entirety of their franchise history, and he's one of them. Yeah, but what's he supposed to do? Again, so, why is so this hard. why is this the stat fucking answer every single time? Yeah. What was Brad supposed to do? Come on. Right? What's he supposed to do? It's not his fault. Whose fault is it's it? not it's not his job. It's not his job to get players signed. That's, that's basically what when you say what's he supposed to do, that's what you're saying. It's not his job to do that. Somebody else's. Just, you know, it's just supposed to happen. Oh man, like you said, the worst part of it all is Eric Francis is right. Fuck. And all the losers who are right is pissed. They weren't even right. That's what pisses me off. No, they're just being they're uh, just dicks. They're just dicks. Yeah, Johnny's leaving to go home. They're just dicks. And then ended up it's being right by accident. <laughs> being right by being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like be a dick and you'll be right. Oh, man. Well, I know I saw some people saying, fuck. I mean, even after the last episode, it was getting shared around because it was soothing everybody's anxiety. I was, yeah. So maybe maybe there's some weird psychosomatic thing we were doing. Maybe that's why. Maybe we were just projecting that to fucking prevent ourselves from... I mean, nervous break. I was doing the opposite minutes. of what I usually do, dude. 
I usually presume the worst, so I'm protected, right? But in this case, I was so freaking confident. You were overconfident to protect yourself. Just like, you know what? I do, and I do think I was overconfident. I think the Flames were overconfident, right? That's where 100%. I was getting a lot of my confidence. I was like, oh, Brad's like, Conroy's, yeah, done deal. Brad's freaking two days away being like chewing gum, chill. He, he, dude, that's part of this negotiation that he fucked up on is he overestimated the Flames' ability to get this done. Well, like he, you obviously, said, your description of him in the in the presser, he did not see this coming, and that he that's that's a big issue. Yeah. What's Eric Francis doing right now, dude? He's just asking, jerking. He, off. he was asking questions, just like <laughs> Brad. Did Johnny give you any indication he wanted to go home? <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking joker over here yo man like i would be if i was him oh if me I too was him. if i was dude this has got to be like he's been like after what eight years oh yeah whatever he's that evil person from that movie right when he hears the news just fucking yes it just goes into an evil laugh hey what is he joker i'll go joke he's more like the riddler because he's such a goof you know what I'll never give forgive Johnny Gaudreau for? The amount of satisfaction he just gave to Eric Francis. Yeah. What was it? Was that all BS then? The family's fucking. I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. I guess they just it's maybe it's his wife. Maybe that was the difference. You know, maybe his wife just wants to be at home. So Johnny, why did you decide to leave? He's pulling, a Chris, he's pulling a Chris Pronger on us. Why decided to leave the Calgary Flames, Johnny? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, talk to my family and uh, talk it over. And uh, yeah. Last like, second, you know, came down to the wire there. Was he honestly was like he, maybe he doesn't between, want to be in Canada, right? Between Calgary and yeah. maybe the travel shit's too hard for him right now. Like you, you're telling me he, he probably he didn't get to see his family like at all in that bubble year. Dude, were they even allowed to fucking? I don't think so. They weren't allowed to fucking go anywhere, do anything. Well, I mean, Canada's, does. yeah. So I don't know. There's probably a lot of factors. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can't really like rag on a guy for freaking leaving. Like, how much money is he going to leave on the table? That's what's going to blow my mind. Yeah, we'll find out. Because, like, what do you think the final offer was from Calgary? Well, you, that'll get leaked if, they're, if they've got a fucking brain. Hey. You got to think it was at least 10, at the least 10 and a half by eight. That's $84 million. Like, dude, give the guy credit for having that guy must really love his family if he's going to leave that like millions of, because, okay, let's say New Jersey gives him 10 by that's, he's leaving 14 mil on the table. Yikes. Why don't you just fucking move his family here? Right? Like, having a baby is that big of a deal? You can't do it like Aunt Rass and Backlund and all the other 400 people that have a baby? I don't know. I guess if I if I was playing in Calgary, I don't know. What's the weather like in the East Coast? Probably a little nicer. 
Dude, I can tell you if I was an age, a player, I would not be playing here. You know what it's like out today? It's like 100 degrees out, but you can't even go outside because I get eaten alive by mosquitoes right now. And this is the nice season. Fuck. Fuck is right. <laughs> what What's going to happen to our show if, if and when this... Team fucking doesn't make the playoffs again. Dude, this is becoming... Uh, I was talking about this, this freaking yo-yo thing, dude. Like, I don't know how Although much I guess I, I guess the show is more entertaining when we suck anyways, though. Dude, we had way better ratings when we sucked than when we were good. <laughs> like, in, in the award year, in the in the freaking bubble year when we were so bad, like, we were doing phenomenal. We're That's the thing. So there's a tweet. is like, people think sports are, like, enjoying... A collective experience. It's like no. It's about being sad together. That's what it's about. But see, but seriously, <sighs> like I've said this before. Like the year after Glenn Gullison, like it's so hard to be a fan of this team with the yo-yoing, right? Like I was done with that with that team. I was like, I can't watch this. And they were great that year. And I was like, awesome. And they sucked the next year. Then they had the Ward year. I was like, I'm done. Then they hired Daryl Sutter. Were great again. Like they're gonna lose. This is no way to build a fan base. This is no way to keep people watching and consuming your product. They got to realize that one day, right? You can't just do this no plan bullshit year to year. You have to know what you're doing. What is your actual excitement excitement level for the potential of this roster? For next season. Excitement? <laughs> yes. Dude, it's dread. So, you know, because you, you do have the one argument you hear, right? Well, that's on the bright side. That's $10 million you can now put towards the roster. Yeah, you can now put that toward the Vander Kane. What? Nazem Kadri, who's 32 years old. Who? Dude. Oh, my God. You know what they're going to do, man? They're going to fucking... Give Sean Monahan another chance, aren't they? Oh yeah, he'll be around for the rest of his life. Oh, you gotta keep him now. He'll be freaking taught second line center right there, dude. And the other thing, like we are so slow, we just lost our fastest player other than Dubé. Dude, think of how many goals you can recall Johnny scoring. Oh my god, dude, this is so depressing. It's beyond depressing. I can't believe Pete. I can't believe the people who are just like. Two seconds after doing like thank you, Johnny post is like what? Hey, I want to kill Johnny. Not only because he left, but I want to like I want to kill him because I'm mad at him. But I'm also want to kill him because he's not on the team anymore because we suck now. Thanks for making our team suck, Johnny. So I don't know. Good luck. Like I don't know. The division is still pretty shitty, but I mean honestly, like you can't. What am I supposed to predict when we just lost our best player? How am I supposed to break that down? Are you um, curious? Anticipation? Anticipatory? Not excited to see how this money is spent? At this point, <laughs> I'm just like getting my pop. Like I, The other thing, he's probably not going to do anything. He's probably going to do something stupid or not do anything. So I'd say get my popcorn out, but then I'm like, I'll probably sit there all day and he'll sit on his twiddle his thumbs. At this point, as a Calgary Flames fan, and it happens, 
in this cyclical nature of being a fan of this team, I am a neutral observer at this point. That's all I can be. You can only suck the soul out of people so many times. You know, shit. Like, we just went through this with Geo. <laughs> you can Fuck, only man. beat us down so much before we don't care anymore. Fuck. Oh, man. I mean, look, there's a lot of... You guys are getting the real, the real deal over here, guys. Right? This is what two hours fresh. So, I mean, we—I I don't know. We might wake up tomorrow and have processed all this already, and you know, we're on to the next thing. But I don't know. This feeling might last uh, for way too long. This one of just like, like you said, dread. It's like fuck. Nothing. Nothing will replace what we just lost. Yeah, this ki- this kills. This cuts deeper than this is. Yeah, you, you and, don't understand. You just lost. Yeah, it's like if if you're an Oilers fan, and you just lost Connor McDavid. How would you feel if you're a Pittsburgh Penguin fan and you lost Sid? Or like fuck. Look, the Hawks still have Kane and Taze, and we don't have Johnny. In the ass. <laughs> oh man! All right. Any other fucking? You want to process anything else? Well, we're in the middle of this, so like, like. I mean, I've gone over all my talking points, but I just still feel like an empty hole inside. It's just so weird. It's his wife, probably. She screwed everything up. The devil woman. Here we're talking about how he's so mature, married, got a kid. He's really centered now. It's like that episode of South Park where Chef is marrying the succubus. <laughs> I don't know what that is, man. It sounds funny, though. She just, like, becomes a devil woman and eats his soul. I don't know. You can't blame. I, everyone's like, "Oh, you can't blame a guy for leaving for family reasons." I don't know. I'm pretty freaking pissed at him for leaving for family reasons. Okay, well, we'll see what uh, lies next. Oh my god! For the Calgary Flames, man, I will say. Isn't this? Yeah. It is fucking depressing, dude. Like, it's so depressing. Like, I remember off, we've been talking about this offseason for a while, right? Being like, this is the big one. This is where shit could go down. And now it's come, and the fucking worst case scenario has happened. It's come. That's, that's what I think is really pissing me off. And even with the Francis stuff, and I think this is a collective thing, is like, our worst dream came true today, Right. Everything worst, we've everything worst, we've been uh, repressing and pushing down to be like that's not going to happen. That won't happen. That's not going to happen. Johnny's not going to leave us. He's not going to leave us. He doesn't want to go play at home and leave us. That's not going to happen. It happened today. That's why this is so like holy fuck surreal. It's like a repressed. Mem- it's not. It's just like something we've been repressing and pushing down so far as that's not a reality. It just became a reality today. I, th- I don't know, man. I think they might have to do a rebuild because they. Oh, dude, they have to. Anything, the problem is they won't. Thinking of anything but that 
it just depresses me to try and to try and actually salvage this. What are you going to salvage? Like, honestly, what is a move you could make tomorrow? Let's pull up. Let's hear the last exercise. Let's pull up some UFAs. Andre Burovkovsky. As if he's coming to Calgary. Oh, no, no. He's really good. We can pay him $10 million. Maybe if we pay him $9 million, he'll come here. Nazem Kadri, the guy that fucking already said no to us and is also 32 years old and has like never scored more than 10 points until he was on the best team in the world last year. Eh. I don't know. How about John Klingberg? Him and Kachuk get along. Mingle. Uh, who else? Oh, yeah. There you go. Evander Kane. Yep. That'd be a perfect fit. Right, and, Andrew Cobb. all our problems, eh? There's a good guy we could overpay. Andrew Cobb, guy who oh, can't yeah, score. Puts up a lot of points, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, Claude Drew. Oh, Andre Pilat. Now, there's a perfect one for the Flames. Old. Former Tampa Bay Lightning, so he's got the winning experience. Oh, yeah. Big. Will cost not too much, but enough to, like, cripple our franchise eight for by, a few years. Eight by four, right? Yeah, give him, like, that. Give him, like, six million times six. Six times six? Perfect for a 31-year-old guy who's who's been playing on the best team in the world, putting up points with guys like Stamkos and Point. He's like, dude, brief. this is He's so been... fucking depressing. I just I just sorted the UFAs by points. Johnny Gaudreau had 115 points last year. The next highest is Kadri had 87. The next highest is Giroux. He had 65. Hey, how about David Perron? He's only 34. Oh, yeah, but he's got a lot of winning experience. Ryan there, Strom? How about Dylan Strom? How about Max Domi? I mean, I would actually like Domi, but he only had 39 points last year. It's just really, it's it's like you, you can't fucked. even come. You're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. This is why all the pain. This is why all the denial. Dude, we were in denial during the process, okay? What's the stage after denial? Anger. Is it? You no. looked it up, didn't you? Anger's the second one. And what's the third? Reasoning? Um, bargaining. Bargaining? <laughs> what's the fourth? Depression. All right. We're, at, we're, at, we're already at number four, dude. We're leaving. We came in. Okay. Here, I'm figuring it all out. Somehow our subconscious knew or already knew this was going to happen. And we started been, with denial. We, we've been in denial since the end of the season. We... Got real fucking angry at the moment it was announced. We've been bargaining on the podcast. We're leaving the podcast depressed. 